Good morning, everybody. This is the day that the Lord has made. We will rejoice and be glad in it. If any kids would like to come up and sing, they're welcome to come on down and join us. This is the day. This is the day that the Lord has made. That the Lord has made. Let us rejoice. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. This is the day that the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. This is the day. This is the day that the Lord has made. Good morning. Welcome to Pendleton Church. Fill out your friendship card so we can get to know you. We have a gift for our visitors here at the Connection site. I hope you guys have a great day. Enjoy the service. And we are glad to have you here with us this morning. We have a couple of uh, ministry opportunities on our clipboards this morning. So if you could pass those around. One is to help with our, our children's Sunday school. And the other is for our church picnic, which is the last day of this month. And on that day, we only have one church service at 10 o'clock. What time? Trying to make sure you're listening, 10 o'clock, as you come any other time. Well, then we have a picnic, a potluck picnic afterwards. The following week, our services will go on Sunday to 9 and 10.30. So we're only going to have two services through the summertime, just so you're aware of that. You might find in your envelope a bullet, a, a, a envelope for Lakeview Animal Shelter and wonder, why are we doing that? I thought that was last week, but we didn't put an envelope in this week. So if you're interested in giving and we're looking for an envelope, it's there for you. And I want to remind you that if you go to the Bob Evans on Niagara Falls Boulevard, if you like to eat there, this Thursday, anything you eat, if you take one of these pink slips with you, uh, will help support our youth mission trip. So we do uh, uh, invite you to go ahead and do that if you like to eat at Bob Evans on the Boulevard. Shall we turn to the Lord in prayer? Dear God, there are so many things that go through our minds and our hearts as we come to this place before you. Bless us, Lord. Fill us and Take from us all the thoughts of everything around us and help us just to experience you. Breathe into us as we come to worship you, the Holy Spirit of God. For it's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. And I'd invite you, if you're able, to stand as we sing, Come Christians, Join to Sing.
Take a moment, if you will, and greet your neighbor with the peace of the Spirit. I'd like to invite the children to come up and join me now if they'd like to. Any other kids want to come up? They're welcome to join us. You know what I brought to show you this morning? Nothing. <laughs> nothing. Absolutely nothing. I know I brought you nothing. Because you know what I want to talk to you about? You know that there's people in our world that when they ask them what you believe in, what kind of religion do you have? You know what they say? They believe in nothing. Nothing. They don't believe in God. They don't believe in anything. That's kind of sad, isn't it? So they don't have God. They don't know about God. They don't have the experience of God. They don't have all the blessings. They don't have a church. They don't have any of that stuff because they've got nothing. So we should be glad we have something, shouldn't we? Yeah. And we should, and we should when, when it's right, if, if we can, we should even help other people to learn about God, right? Because God's a wonderful part of our lives. And we need to make sure he's a wonderful part of everybody's life so that when we come, we have something, not nothing, right? Okay. What are you guys thankful for this morning? Raise your hand if you want to share something. My family and friends. My brother. My sisters. My mommy and daddy. My mom and dad. My mom. Monkey. My family. Anybody else? All right. Lord, we do thank you for the many blessings you give to us. We thank you for yourself. We thank you for our parents and our family and the good things in our life. Bless us always and help us to be blessed by knowing you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Okay, you guys are welcome to go out to church school now. All the kids are welcome to come out and go out to church school. We're going to invite Kelly Putney, um, our choir director, to come on up and share with us. I thank you. Got that? Good morning. Our church is blessed with a number of young people who give of their time and talent to serve God. Today, I'd like to praise and thank our Heavenly Father for the blessing of one of those special young people, Kate Bobstein. For those of you who don't know Kate, 
She's the exceptional young woman who has been our pianist for the Chancel Choir for the past two and a half years. Kate is also the daughter of Mary and Louis Bobstein, whom many of you know and love as well. Kate is a wonderful young woman who has literally grown up in this church and has been involved in a variety of ministries along the way, including filling in on the piano for Saturday and Sunday services, accompanying the choir, singing and playing in the cantata, and playing handbells. Kate's also very busy at school, and I'm constantly amazed by her ability to juggle it all and still have time to be a special member of our choir family. No matter what Kate had going, she was faithfully with us every Wednesday night, and even more surprising, every early Sunday morning that we sing. I truly thank Kate for her dedication and her desire to share her God-given talent at the piano with us at Pendleton Center. As we celebrate all of our wonderful graduates this weekend and thank God for the blessings that they have been to this church, we also realize that it's time for them to embark on the next chapter of their lives, including Kate, who will be heading to Ithaca College in August to study music. The choir is hosting a cake, a cake reception for Kate right after this service in the fellowship hall, and we hope you will come and celebrate and have a piece of cake. We pray that God will continue to bless Kate and her talents, and we thank her from the bottom of our hearts for her ministry with the choir. say this at the beginning, Judy Krupp, one of our members, was in a four-car accident on the 290 on Friday, and we're so glad that she's here with us, a little bumped up, but she's a trooper, and we're just really glad that she's doing well and wasn't hurt worse, so. Amen. As we continue with our worship, let's bring our gifts, tithes, and offerings before the Lord.
Dear Heavenly Father, we do give you thanks and praise for this day and for the opportunity to gather and worship you. Lord God, we are grateful that we can give back some of the rich and wonderful blessings that you have poured out into our lives. We lift up, Lord God, not only these financial gifts and tithes and offerings, but also the spiritual gift you have given us for service in the world. And especially today, Lord God, the gift of worshiping you through music. We just ask that you would bless all of these offerings and make them to be acceptable to you. Make them to be a blessing not only to us, but also to you, Lord. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Please be seated, and at this time, I'd like to invite our lay leader, Jan Hodge, to come forward along with the Stowe family. Come on up. Brothers and sisters in Christ, we celebrate the new birth by water and the Spirit through the sacrament of baptism as we become members of Christ's holy church. On behalf of the church, I present Addison Taylor Stowe for baptism. These questions are for the parents. Do you reject the evil powers of this world, repent of your sin, and accept the freedom and power God gives you to resist Satan? If so, answer, I do. And do you confess Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior and promise to serve as Christ's representative through faithful participation in his church? If so, answer, I do. And will you nurture this child in Christ's holy church and by teaching example, lead her to accept Christ as her Lord and Savior? If so, answer, I will. And for the ones who sponsor this child, will you encourage and support her in her Christian faith? If so, answer, I will. And will you ask the Church of Christ renew your own vows of commitment to Christ and accept your responsibility to assist these parents in fulfilling their vows? If so, answer, we will. They just agree to be babysitters and take care of your kid and everything. Come on up here, guys. Shall we pray? Lord, bless this water as a symbol of your sanctifying and renewing grace. As you have used water to bless the saints of history, let it now bless your child. Pour out your Holy Spirit on this gift of water to bless this child with your grace that leads to eternal life. Help us to know that as we die to this world, we become alive to Christ and share in his final victory over sin and death. Amen. Hey, Addison, how are you? I'm still a little sleepy, huh? That's good. Addison Taylor Stowe, I baptize you in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. May the Lord bless you and be with you and keep you in his grace. Amen. Brothers and sisters, shall we welcome our newest member into the family of God? Good 
blessing. What a blessing it is. You know, we, we have a baptism at every single service today. Um, we had one this morning, um, Bill, Bill Murray. I don't know if you all know Bill Murray. Bill was baptized this morning, and, um, and he's going to become a member of the church at the end of the month. Praise God. And um, Addison, we have Addison this morning, and at um, the 11.15, we'll also have a baptism. Um, Kara Liddell is going to be baptized as well. It is just such a blessing to know that God is calling people into the body of Christ and that we can support them in their faith and help them. Um, we have some concerns. Um, Joyce, as well, um, our graduates. Today is uh, the Sunday that we're going to recognize graduates, and I forgot until Pastor Tom actually reminded me this morning, I graduated in November, so I missed the last, the last round. I did graduate in November, and I'll be heading on to seminary in, in the fall, but online. You know, you read about it in the newsletter. But we have all of our graduates, whether it's preschool, elementary school, junior high, high school, whatever, um, college, wherever you have graduated on, um, from, would you please stand so that we can recognize you this morning? Come on, where are you? I know you're out there. All the graduates. I don't want to stand up here alone. Praise God. Praise God, what a blessing. And um, we have um, some concerns as well. Um, as, as we heard earlier, um, Judy Krupp was in that accident, but praise God, she has been protected by the grace of God. And um, Diane Find is recovering from a fall. Kelsey James is recovering from surgery. And um, Lynn Elberson's brother Dave is in ICU after cancer surgery. So we have lots of joys, lots of concerns. Let's Consider all that God has done in our lives and um, remember that as we lift up our prayers to God, God hears us and answers us. Meditate on that as you hear more of our wonderful music this morning. <clears throat> Yeah. 
Amen. Shall we turn to the Lord in prayer? Our Heavenly Father, what a blessing it is to be in your awesome presence, to lift up songs of praise, to come before you, rejoicing in our hearts over so many things, knowing that you rejoice with us, and concerned for many things, knowing that you hear and answer our prayers. We lift up to you, Lord God, all of those who are being baptized today. We pray in Jesus' name that you continue to work in their lives. We pray that you help us as your church to be able to minister to them in ways that will help them to grow in their faith. Bless us, Lord, by your grace for this task. And pray, Father, for all of those people who are sick and who are infirm. We ask that you would touch them, Lord, with your healing power. Be with them. Be with their doctors and nurses and their caregivers. We know, Lord, that you will bring them to wholeness in you. We thank you for all of those who have been sick, who have been in need of recovering and healing, who have come to the place now where you have been able to restore them to us. We thank you that they are well and able to be here among us. Thank you, Father God, for all of our graduates. We ask that you continue to bless them, touch them, and be with them. Continue to lead them in their lives as they go on wherever it is that you light the path for their steps. Let them be blessed and let them be a blessing. Father, we pray for those who are grieving losses or having trouble with the transitions of life. We just ask in Jesus' name that you be a comforting presence. Hold them in the palm of your hand. Let them know that you are there. Bring them peace, Lord. Father, we pray in Jesus' name for all of those who don't know you, that we would be a light in dark places, that we would be able to share your love and grace and mercy in ways that they will be able to hear and receive. Give us wisdom, Lord. Give us wisdom. Help us to know how to reach them. Lord God, we ask that all of the blessings of this worship service enrich us, deepen our faith, draw us closer to you. Help us to remember as we are here, Lord, enjoying one another and enjoying the music and enjoying hearing from you in your word as, as the scriptures are read and hearing the message that you've given to Pastor Tom. Lord God, help us to remember to give all the glory to you. Help us remember 
The reason we gather here is to enjoy you, to enjoy being in your presence and to be a blessing to you. Be with us, Lord. Wash over us through the words and the songs and the music, through the words of Scripture and through Pastor Tom's words, through the prayer times, Lord, through the sacraments. Bless us, Lord, but only so that we can bless you and be a blessing in your world. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. This happens to be your first time in our church, by the way. We don't do this every week. This happens to be what we call Music Appreciation Sunday. So you get a little shorter sermon, a lot more music. You might like that or not like it, but that's the day. Don't applaud that you're getting a shorter sermon. That's it. <laughs> that's not nice. <laughs> you know, this week I discovered something new about this smartphone. You might not be aware of it, but I don't have a dumb phone anymore. I actually have a smartphone. And I found out that when you start typing a text, it actually suggests three possible words that I could fix so I don't have to type out all the letters. I see a lot of you going like this. I thought this was so cool, I started telling people, like, do you know what my phone does? And they all went like, duh, you didn't know that, duh. And I'm thinking, and you didn't tell me? I thought it was cool, I shared it with you. You don't tell me, you just say, I'm like, duh. 
Now, always, that's what we do to people with our Christian faith. In the, in the book of Acts, in chapter 1, just as Jesus is ascending to heaven, he says, you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you, and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and all of Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. Not you should be, not you might be, but you will be. If the Holy Spirit is a part of our lives, it should cause us to want to share this good news with other people. We should want to just, it, it should just bubble out of us because it's so exciting and means so much in our lives that we should want to share it so people can hear it. Can you hear it? I saw a few heads looking out the window. Really? Really? We got Mr. Softy for church this morning? <laughs> I heard that the other day. How cool. My head just went, just like you guys, right? Wow, ice cream, ice cream. How fantastic. That's good news. I'm so happy. We like ice cream. And when we hear the ice cream truck, we're just kind of drawn to it. I was watching a TV show this week about ice cream trucks. And what it was is they wanted to see if the kids who were told to stay away from strangers would get inside the ice cream truck if the ice cream man invited them. And sure enough, as they're going through the show and watching that they believe would never do this, both boys climbed right in the back of the ice cream truck as the moms went, oh! Because we all know that all people who sell ice cream are creeps and weirdos and wackos that want to hurt our kids, right? Now, most ice cream selling people are good, decent, loving people. They're hardworking, and most of them actually like kids. The problem is you get one or two that do something that's just a little sideways or actually wrong, and all of a sudden nobody's sure who to trust. We have a similar problem with Christianity. Most Christians are loving and kind and gracious. They're good people trying to do their best. But we have a few people who call themselves Christians who are mean, judgmental, self-righteous, hurtful, and walk around using that same word, Christian, to beat up on people. And so we feel a little funny when we talk about God. In fact, in some ways, we're embarrassed to talk about God because it feels like people will associate us with those kind of nasty folk, if you know what I mean. And so we don't share about God. We're going to talk over the next few weeks about some of the walls we put up as Christians to keep people from getting to God. Some of the walls that the church puts up that we need to break down because people don't have Jesus. And nobody who calls themselves a Christian wants to share it with them because, well, we're embarrassed. We feel awkward. We don't know what to say. We don't want to be associated with these odd people. I want us to be a church without walls, one that encourages and invites people to the grace of God. How do we do that without looking like Christian creeps, if you will? And why do we need to do it? Well, because to tell you the truth, the church is dying. I know you look around our congregation this morning and said, really, Pastor Tom? I don't think so. You know how rare this is to have a congregation like ours? 
I went to our annual conference meeting where 900 United Methodist churches from upstate New York met. And this year, they announced that they had closed 10 churches. Last year, it was three. The year before, it was one. I suspect next year, it's going to be 20. And pretty soon, it's going to be 30 or 40. I read in the Buffalo News that in the last 10 years, 200,000 people stopped going to church. 200,000 people in western New York. Not in this country, just in our community. People are walking away from the life-changing power of God that we have. We need to do something about it. We're going to talk about that this morning.
Good morning. This morning's scripture reading is taken from the Gospel of Luke, the fifth chapter, verses 37 through 39. And no one pours new wine into old wineskins. If he does, the new wine will burst the skins. The wine will run out and the wineskins will be ruined. No, new wine must be poured into new wineskins. And no one, after drinking old wine, wants to new, for he says, the old is better. And this is the word of the Lord. Um, I just want to say we're always, always feeling so blessed, and I think I speak for the whole band when we get a chance to share the music that we love. But today's a, today's a really special blessing because we get to share with you an original that was written by one of our band members, Matt Ash. So we hope you like it. Yeah. 
A new song for a new age, new wine goes into new wineskins. We can't share Christ the way we used to. Back in the day, the way in which we brought people to Jesus was we simply put churches up wherever people moved to. So if the houses were planted in some neighborhood, you put a church there, you open the doors and the people walked in because everybody went to church. Everybody doesn't go to church anymore if you haven't noticed as a drive-by on Sunday morning. So then we got clever, we put up tents out in the yard and we have revival services. And now people come by and say, is this the beer tent? It's not quite the same thing anymore. Somebody, when I started out in the ministry said, I needed to go door to door and knock on doors. You just picture that. You've seen those people that come and knock door to door on your doors to share about God. What do you do with them? Hide behind the curtains, pretend you're not home, yell at them to get off your height. Really? Who wants to do that? That's just weird. So we came up with this great idea. We'll send buses out into the neighborhoods and invite kids to go to these cool children's programs. So they sent buses out everywhere. So I want you to picture, we're gonna put buses out in the neighborhood and we're gonna invite people to put their kids on a bus with some guy they never met, to drive them to some place they've never been, to learn about something they don't know anything about. Yeah, that's going to happen. If the ice cream truck driver is scary, imagine who this guy is. It's changed. It's just not the same anymore. Things are different. Even the churches that seem to be growing, quite honestly, their strategy was to make the best presentation possible. The best music, the best message, the best everything, the best seating and lights. And it attracted people. But to be honest with you, all it attracted was people out of the churches to go to another church. So we closed little churches and created big ones. But people didn't come to God. New wine goes in new wineskins. Now, if you go into an ice cream shop, you know that nowadays you can get horseradish ice cream or lobster-flavored ice cream or wasabi pea dust-flavored ice cream. You can even get fig and turkey-flavored ice cream. How many of you signing up for that? Yeah. But there's people out there that want it because people have different ideas 
of how they want to be and how they want to express themselves. In seminary, I learned some things change and some things remain the same. The question is, which are which and why? In this passage, it says people like the old wine better, and there are some old things we need to hold on to. We don't change everything we believe to make everybody happy. We don't get rid of everything that's a tradition, all the old songs, all the old prayers. We don't throw the table out in the yard. We still do the things that have been ancient and with us for centuries that draw us closer to God, but we have to look at some things that have become different. The same message, sometimes in a different package. The first thing is our package. We have to work on us. New wineskins for new wine. If we really have Jesus in our lives, it shouldn't be something that leaves us the same. Jesus said, the Holy Spirit power will come on you. That should transform you. And the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. And Paul says, with that, we don't need any loss. If we live that out, if we start living out the love, the grace, the mercy, the wonder, the joy that God plants in our hearts and gives to us, people are going to want to come to that. People want to experience that. In a broken, confused, messed up, sad, and dysfunctional world, people are looking for some place to experience those things. So if we start living that, a life that's changed, people will be attracted to that. They'll want to know Jesus. And if we don't, then the question is, have we really let Jesus start working in our lives at all? People will hear about Jesus through your life and who you are. Can you hear it? Doesn't that feel good? You know, just listening to that just makes us feel like, like, well, like we want to eat ice cream, right? And we like ice cream, even though ice cream has become so expensive. I mean, it used to be 15 cents for a cone. Now it's like $8.50 or something. It's crazy, right? We still buy it because we love this stuff. It makes us feel good. It comforts us. And God knows we need comfort. And if ice cream can make us feel better, how about God? Imagine what God could do for our broken, dysfunctional, messed up, frustrated, angry world. God can do more for us than ice cream, amen? And so we need to bring that out. New ways to hear the grace, to talk about grace. New ways of doing things. Somebody said to me this morning, they said, uh, you know, if you keep playing music like that, I'm going to get up and dance. They said, go for it. David danced before the Lord. We were sitting in the front pew during that last song, kind of going like this. You know? It's okay. It's okay. It's okay that we do things that weren't always church. And we do things that aren't always in church. Go feed people somewhere. We have a dinner in Niagara Falls. We just invite folks to come in and eat dinner. And little by little, they hear about the gospel. They feel it. They experience it. Go over to a nursing home. Go out in the playgrounds. Go talk about it wherever it's comfortable. 
We need things that are a little different. We need to shake up the dusty old stuff. It doesn't mean we have to get rid of everything old. There's some wonderful old hymns, and my gosh, when we sing Amazing Grace, we sing it better than any song. But we need something new once in a while, too. And we really need to be out there where people are. We need to be a church without walls that goes outside the walls to offer the love of God. They won't care what you know till they know that you care. They won't care what God says till they have God. You know this book doesn't mean a thing to a person who's not a Christian. I know that bothers you. But if you go wave the Bible at somebody who doesn't believe in God, they're going to say, put that book down. What's the matter with you? This is for us. This is our book. The rules in this book are for Christians. The rest of the world just need to experience the love and grace of God. Have you noticed this new pope? Of course you have. Everybody has. The world has. Why? Because he cares about somebody. That's what the church should be doing. He's right. I admire him. What an amazing concept that we go out and, and feed the poor and take care of the hurting and help out folks that are struggling and visit with the lonely. I think that's in the book, isn't it? I know it's in the book. You should know that too. It takes time and patience. But it matters. And you know why it matters? Because grace changes lives. Because God makes people different. And because we've got a broken, messed up world that needs that grace. Amen? God changed my life. God turned my world around. God can turn any world around. We have a gift to offer and people need it. Do you want to know what the fastest growing faith community is in, the world, in our country? No faith. No faith. 20 years ago, 5% of the people in this country said they believed in nothing. Two years ago, it was 15%. Now it's 25%. This isn't just growing. This is taking off. Fastest growing faith idea in America is to believe in nothing. They call them the nuns. That's kind of an odd twist, isn't it? Because they believe in nothing. And we know the truth. I got to tell you, and most of you know, it took me years to accept the idea of getting a smartphone. I would literally come to services and wander around, I got a dumb phone, ho, 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 aren't I cool? So I thought that it was smart to say I had a dumb phone. I just want you to let that absorb a little bit. It's smart to be dumb, because that's what I know, and that's what I remember, and that's what I understand. And I don't want to learn anything new. I'm tired of it. I don't want to learn how to do a new computer system. I don't want to learn how phones work. I don't want to have to figure out how my TV works now. I don't want to know what the new stations are. I don't want to have to deal with new people. I don't want new music. I just want to run away. I want to get in one of those gated communities where all the people are old and do the same old thing they always have, and they have dial telephones, you know? <laughs> and I don't have to think anymore what I want to do. You know, you young people don't realize dialing the phone really was a dial. We actually went like this. Old people know this. 
You guys have always done that. We actually dialed our parents are now out there. You don't see this. They're explaining to their kids about how the dial works. But I have to bring one in to show it to them. I have one. I still own one, and it works. Proud to be dumb. You see, the problem is, though, in those communities, all you're doing is just surviving until you die. God didn't call us to survive until we die. I don't want you to misunderstand. I'm not worried about the church of God. God said that I will build my church on this rock, and the gates of hell will not prevail against it. God will make the church survive. But the point is, is I want to be a part of it. I don't want to watch things just fall apart and slowly disappear. I don't want to be about a church that just exists and stays alive and doesn't go up on that report at that annual meeting that we, we existed one more year. Ooh, be for us. I want to be about a church that thrives. Please stand if you're able.
love of God because he changes our lives he makes our lives alive he makes us really live not just in the world to come but in this world and God knows that if we share that love out people will run to it not so that our church grows so that our world is healed share it Oh, 
Please be seated. I understand it, you know. I really do. Sometimes we just feel embarrassed. We just feel like we're going to make ourselves look kind of strange. I've got to tell you something odd about the nuns. They did a study. They don't care for the church, but they like Jesus. You don't have to talk about the church all day you can. Well, I'm doing say it's not so bad. <laughs> Just talk about Jesus. They want to hear about Jesus. They want to know about Jesus. They think Jesus is a cool guy. They're a little worried about his followers. We can change that too by who we are and how we live. But first, we've got to start changing who we are and how we live. And that starts by confessing we've got some things to work on. So let's pray together, shall we? Dear God in heaven, I have sinned. I've broken your laws. Sometimes I get judgmental and self-righteous and embarrassed to share the love of God. Forgive me, Lord. Fill me up with your spirit. Let your fruits pour out of me that I might live as you want me to live. To love as you want me to love. Be a part of blessing the world. Through you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. If we want to change the world around us, we have to change us. And we're about changing the person next to you. Change you. And watch the world start to adjust to your new normal, the normal of God. In the name of Jesus Christ, your sins are forgiven. Glory to God. Amen. This table is where God calls us to come to celebrate, to celebrate him. He invites us, Jesus himself, invites us to come and share supper with him. As we remember what he did for us on the cross, we remember the body and blood of Christ. We rejoice as we receive from God through the sacrament all that God is pouring out for us. Come expecting to meet with God in a way you never had before this morning. Everyone is welcome. You don't have to be a member of the church. You don't have to be a member of any church. It's about where you are at right now. Where is your heart right now? If you love God, earnestly repent of your sin and seek to live in peace. As a disciple of Jesus Christ, you are welcome at this table this morning to come and join with us, to join with God and receive God's blessings. So come. The Lord be with you. Lift up your hearts. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is right and a good and a joyful thing, always and everywhere, to give thanks to you, Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth. You formed us in your image and breathed into us the breath of life. When we turned away and our love failed, your love remained steadfast. 
You delivered us from captivity, made covenant to be our sovereign God, and spoke to us through your prophets. And so with your people on earth and all the company of heaven, we praise your name and join their unending hymn. Holy, holy, holy Lord, God of power and might, heaven and earth are full of your glory. Hosanna in the highest. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest. Holy are you and blessed is your son, Jesus Christ. Your spirit anointed him to preach good news to the poor, to proclaim release to the captives and recovering of sight to the blind, to set at liberty those who are oppressed and to announce that the time had come when you would save your people. He healed the sick, fed the hungry, and ate with sinners. By the baptism of his suffering, death, and resurrection, you gave birth to your church, delivered us from slavery to sin and death, and made with us a new covenant by water and the Spirit. And on the night in which he gave himself up for us, he took bread and he gave thanks to you. He broke the bread and gave it to his disciples, saying, Take, eat. This is my body, which is given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. And when the supper was over, he took the cup, and he gave you thanks and praise and gave it to his disciples. And he said, drink from this, all of you. This is the cup of my blood, the blood of the new covenant, poured out for you, poured out for many for the forgiveness of sin. Do this as often as you drink it, in remembrance of me. And so, in remembrance of these, your mighty acts in Jesus Christ, we offer ourselves in praise and thanksgiving as a holy and living sacrifice in union with Christ's offering for us as we proclaim the mystery of faith. Christ has died. Christ is risen. Christ will come again. Pour out your Holy Spirit on us gathered here. And on these gifts of bread and wine, make them be for us the body and blood of Christ, that we may be for the world the body of Christ, redeemed by his blood. By your Spirit, make us one with Christ, one with each other, and one in ministry to all the world, until Christ comes in final victory, and we feast at his heavenly banquet. Through your Son, Jesus Christ, with the Holy Spirit in your holy church, all honor and glory is yours, Almighty Father, now and forever. Amen. Shall we pray together with the confidence of children of God, the prayer Jesus taught us? Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory forever and ever. Amen.
admit, since I'm getting to know this smartphone, it's actually helping me, you know, checking emails, that little auto-suggest thing, and then this uh, Google, tell me where I'm going, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's good to be smart, it really is, and it's good to have grace, amen? And if God can change our lives, imagine what would happen if we bring that grace to the world. God has given us a special gift not for us, but to share with the world. Tell the world about this cool new thing we've got. It's called God. Go and be a blessing as you have been blessed. In Jesus' name, amen.